The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor at Edmunds Broad Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KCSG Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station, KGBY, TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Are you ready to meet the Lord? If he was to come today, 
would you be able to stand before him and say, I'm here, Lord, and I'm ready. What an exciting time we live in, knowing our Heavenly Father is preparing our heavenly home. I want to be with the Lord, don't you? Listen to the Apostolic Faith Church Choir as they sing to the Lord the uplifting number entitled, Ride the Chariot. The choir directed by Emilia Hornaby, accompanied by Ethan Matsuki on the piano, and Pohaku Korter on the organ. Imagine living with our Savior, knowing the cares and distresses of the world we once called home is no more. The scent of the sweet everlasting life, a reality. There is no place in this world that could compare to the beauty and peace of heaven. Our church band directed by head pastor William M. Hahn Jr. will play for you the song entitled, The Lily of the Valley.
We've all faced events so heavy laden with sorrow that many, perhaps even you, dear television viewers, may tell yourself, where is the light? Where is the end of my test, my tribulation, my hardship? Some turn to soothsayers, some to fortune tellers, while others may turn to vices that, for a little while, may give the impression of removing the darkness in their life. There is a simple remedy. Just turn your eyes and heart to Jesus. He is the peace. He is the light. He is the burden lifter. Makana Asano, our soloist for this morning, will sing a beautiful melody sure to lift your troubled heart or confirm what you may already know. His number is entitled, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Playing background for Makana will be Head Pastor William M. Hahn, Jr. on piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Aming on bass, George Truly on guitar, and Iris Locke on the drums. soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior, and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Through death, into life everlasting he passed and we follow him there over sin no more hath dominion for more than conquerors we are turn your eyes upon Look full in his wonderful face And the things of earth will grow strangely dim In the light of his glory and grace His word shall not fail you, he promised Believe him and all will be well. Then go to a world that is dying, his perfect salvation to tell. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full on his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace turn your eyes upon jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely 
the light of his glory and grace and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Praise the Lord for the light and love of Jesus. Thank you, Makana. For their second number, our church choir will sing the song entitled Over the Sunset Mountains. And please, won't you sing along with the choir as the words appear on your television screen.
Mason Asano Sr. will play for you on the ukulele his lively rendition of the all-time favorite, When We All Get to Heaven. is one of the top someday wishes for many here on earth. Some are happy just owning a little house with a yard, being able to do whatever their hearts desire, while others target the mansions with pools, saunas, and housekeeping services. However, once the goal is reached, the reality of maintenance and upkeep of the home along with the dreaded monthly payment sinks in and hits the owner with full force. Rest assured the believer's heavenly home Mortgage and maintenance free with beauty beyond description and beyond compare. Husband and wife duo, associate pastor Marvin and Sherilyn Abing, have chosen to sing one of my favorite songs entitled A Mansion Over the Hilltop. Do not fret, saints and friends. With the Lord, our heavenly home is being prepared for us as we speak. And I am delighted to dedicate this number to a wonderful sister in the Lord, faithful and always doing the Lord's bidding with gladness. She quietly serves our Heavenly Father, giving her heart and soul to the gospel work. She is Miss Caitlin Bolasan of Honolulu. Caitlin, continue your service. Continue your part in the gospel work, and the Lord will continue to bless and keep you in His care. May your week be filled with bountiful blessings and joy. Have a wonderful Sunday, Caitlin. I'm satisfied with 
just the cottage below A little silver and a little gold But in that city where the ransom will shine I want a gold one that silver Just over the hilltop In that bright land where we'll never grow And someday yonder We will never more wander But walk the streets that are pure as gold Deserted or lonely, I'm not discouraged, I'm heaven bound, I'm just a pilgrim in search of a city, I want a mansion, a harp and a Just over the hilltop In that bright land Where we'll never go And someday yonder We will never more wander And walk the streets that Just over the hilltop In that bright land where we'll never go And someday yonder We will never more wander But walk the streets there Are pure Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Jose Jandok. I would like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in a kind of yes for your viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. This telecast will now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on the station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, Channel 9 in Asuncio, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. 
from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG, channel 8 of St. John, Utah, parts of Atlanta, Wyoming, and Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KZBY-TV, channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. As well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time on the Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information about Gospel Walk, if you are keen about Crusade, collected in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the gospel service heard at Home of Hawaii. Service is held at the temple at, on, every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sundays, the gospel service starts at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. And our community key branch church located at 13601 Polo Avenue. Gospel service is held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighborhood branch churches. As services are all conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castano Sr. in Kanakaya Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Avery in Hainamaui, by Pastor Walter Tinlo in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard Kiwai Asano Sr. in Kolo, Kauai, by Pastor Helen Vesper in Bogoloki, Kauai, and Pastor Vest Vesper in Pesadosco, Guatemala, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. If you desire to volunteer to contribute to support this telecast and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And I would like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Swart Sr., who brings forth his spirit directed and spirit divided sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Jose. Being located in the middle of the Pacific Ocean limits our ability to personally meet or hold services with you, our dear television viewers, across the ocean. However, it is our daily prayer that our television ministry is filling a part of that existing void. Since the founding of the Apostolic Faith Church here in Honolulu in 1923, our primary concern in the Lord's gospel work has been to fulfill the God-given command to see souls saved through water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and being filled with God's Holy Spirit. Therefore, that has been the primary focus of our weekly telecast presentations. Hence, we ask that you now join us in today's sermon entitled, Marriage is Sacred to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are confident as we stand upon the Word of God, knowing that the salvation of just one soul in the name of Jesus Christ causes the angels in heaven to rejoice. From the very beginning, God's purpose for the sacred union of marriage between a man and a woman has been clearly defined in God's Word, the Bible. And God has sanctified marriage between a male and female to be a loving and lifelong experience. The Lord Jesus Christ, God Himself, created woman for man and established marriage for the welfare and happiness of mankind. And He has blessed the sacred union of marriage for the man and woman to spend their adult lives together and in raising a God-fearing family. Therefore, compatibility in marriage is the ability to live in a harmonious relationship with love, understanding, patience, and respect for each other. And their mutual belief in God is the primary ingredient in this relationship. And only when God is present can the union become an endearing and long-lasting love affair. Mature love, both physical and emotional, must be based upon personal commitment and a self-giving attitude. Couples should not agree to live together as a way of testing their relationship. 
but must conform to God's biblical teachings and social standards by getting married first. In other words, the modern option of living in sin will negate the Lord Jesus Christ's blessing that must be present in every sacred relationship and covenant of marriage, living together for the purpose of alleviating financial burdens, or to avoid tax obligations is totally against God's marriage covenant and will result in an unhappy end because it is based upon a financial contract vice a God-blessed marriage filled with love for each other. In every ungodly relationship, sin is present and the Lord Jesus Christ cannot bless that relationship because it is not established on the sacred covenant established for welfare and happiness of mankind. Therefore, marriage for any other reason than love for the Lord Jesus Christ and each other will bring hardship and may end up in an unpleasant ending. Hebrews 13.4 exhorts, Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed is undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Marriage is the Lord Jesus Christ's gift to mankind. And sexual fulfillment is a part of the union, which is blessed by him. The pledge of faithfulness to each other <clears throat> can be stated in the words spoken by Joshua. I will be with thee, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. In every marriage, the Lord Jesus Christ approves the coming together of a husband and wife. However, judgment awaits those who break the fidelity of marriage and let themselves become involved in sex beyond the marriage covenant. The scriptures condemn premarital and extramarital sex, as well as the defrauding or withholding of sexual contact from one's spouse. Marriage is a means of having an intimate and committed relationship to each other. Remember, the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, removed only one rib, to provide a helpmeet for Adam. And in this union, security, stability, and some of our deepest needs will be fulfilled and shared with our God-given partner for life. And Genesis 2, 21 to 24, details God's creative ability in Eve. It reads, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Paul summarizes the married life of spirit-filled believers and offers this scriptural key to a successful marriage in Ephesians 5, 25 and 26 and 28 to 32 that reads, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord 
the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Ecclesiastes 4, 8 to 11 further states, There is one alone, and there is not a second. Yea, he hath neither child nor brother, yet there is none, no end of all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with all his riches. Neither saith he, for whom do I labor and bereave my soul of good? This is also vanity. Yea, it is a sore travail. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they will have heat. But how can one be warm alone? The familiar marriage parable uh, denotes the wedding is one day, but the marriage is forever. When two people get married, they become one flesh in Christ Jesus. Autonomy is surrendered, and a sincere commitment is made to each other, becoming united spiritually, emotionally, and physically, caring and providing for a family, and ensuring its needs are met is not only a challenge, but it also affords all those being loved and cared for in the family an opportunity to enjoy the fruit of the provider's laborers. God's marriage covenant and holy bond is always blessed by him because he created this relationship. He established this sacred covenant between the two to last as long as they both shall live. God never intended marriage vows to be broken by divorce. In fact, God hates divorce. The Lord Jesus Christ clarified the term divorce as a privilege, and it should not be misconstrued as a commandment. Mark 10:9 details this instruction. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. Did you know that the marriage between a man and a woman mirrors the image of the sanctified relationship between God and man? Therefore, what God hath set in order, mankind must respect and make every effort through the fear of God to uphold. As the Lord Jesus Christ becomes an intimate part of our lives, so too should our spouses become the same. The new responsibility man faces in this relationship is that he must now leave his parents and be enjoined to his wife. Marriage must be entered into with respect and treated with reference. When there is an imbalance of love and respect and the Lord Jesus Christ is excluded from the marriage, the doors are left wide open for incontinence to step in. And the dramatic increase in domestic violence is alarming. Domestic abuse and violence boils down to one thought. The perpetrator wants to hurt the people whom he or she professes to love. 
In essence, it is sad to say, but they are only hurting themselves. The cause for marriages ending in divorce are infidelity, spousal abuse, child abuse, drug and alcohol substance abuse, and addiction, as well as financial and economic stress. We're positive that if couples approach the institution of marriage maturely and allow the Lord Jesus Christ to lead and guide them, they would be far fewer divorces. Happiness is promised to believers who fashion their lives in love so that their behavior is consistent with spiritual maturity as required of every child of God. Dear television viewers, do you recall the moment on your wedding day when you turned to your spouse and affectionately responded to the question posed by the minister with a firm, I do? Likewise, have you also experienced saying, I do, to the Lord Jesus Christ regarding the salvation of your soul? The salvation of your soul is an experience that is very similar to a marriage in that it offers every man, woman, and child the opportunity to make the right choices. However, in salvation, there is one paramount decision that we all must make in order to come into a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Prayerfully, upon hearing the gospel of the kingdom of God, we must step forward to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, Master, and Lord. The simplicity of salvation is often complicated by the irreverence and pride of mankind. Sometimes we tend to serve the Lord Jesus Christ only when it is convenient. And oftentimes we exercise godliness in like manner under our own terms. We should instead extend our love and faith to the Lord Jesus Christ by following him. Now just imagine what the outcome might have been if Naaman did not wash in Jordan as instructed by Elisha. He undoubtedly would have died from the leprosy. However, God was merciful to Naaman as he was with Nicodemus. And today... The Lord Jesus Christ is just as merciful to those who willingly accept him. The Lord Jesus Christ instructed his disciples and set the pattern of salvation by being the example to follow. Therefore, we must abandon our own beliefs and follow the example and instructions of Jesus Christ. We should not be like Naaman who hesitated when he could have received the healing much sooner. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 declares, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Lord Jesus Christ requires every man, woman, and child to surrender their lives unto him. Humility is the key, and obedience is the attitude that is recognized far above sacrifice. It is our believing faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that bridges the gap between God and man. Nicodemus, a scholar and a Pharisee, diligent in the laws of Moses, approached Jesus Christ at night to find out what he must do to be saved. 
although he was influential in the political arena, he too needed to obey the salvation commandment preached by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Nicodemus was one of the three richest men in Jerusalem and a member of the Sanhedrin, but he forsook all that he had to follow Jesus Christ and eventually publicizing his belief in Jesus Christ and was baptized by Peter. Hence, he was excommunicated, dismissed from his position and expelled from Jerusalem because of his faith to the Lord Jesus Christ. However, his greatest blessing is that he was spiritually rich in the Lord Jesus Christ and his name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life when he was baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit. John 3, 2 through 4 denotes this, his, Nicodemus's conversation with Jesus Christ. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? The Lord Jesus Christ gave this commandment to Nicodemus and to all mankind in John 3, 5. It reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Water baptism is essential today for all who seek the salvation of their souls. The Apostle Paul describes baptism as resembling the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ removes our sin and permits us to live for Him. Therefore, water baptism is an act of a good conscience toward God. In John 3, 6, and 7, Jesus Christ concludes, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The message is clear and simple. If we are born once in this world, we will die twice. First, a physical death, and a second, a spiritual death. However, if we are born twice in this world, we will die only once, a physical death. The second death or eternal suffering equates to absolute irreconcilable separation as mentioned in the book of Revelation. However, it will not have any authority over those who have been obedient to God's salvation commandment written in God's word, the Bible. Peter on the day of Pentecost preached using the keys of the kingdom of God, a kingdom of heaven, in Acts 2.38 that reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance is defined by Paul in 2 Corinthians 7.10, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of but the sour of the world worketh death. The Apostle Paul met the Lord Jesus Christ and found his repentance on the road to Damascus and was later led to the desert, desert of Arabia to be taught and enlightened by God's Holy Ghost. 
and the Apostle Peter himself wept bitter tears of repentance after denying the Lord thrice as predicted by Jesus Christ. And in Acts 4.12, we find the saving authority vested in the name of Jesus Christ. It reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When an applicant comes to be baptized, he or she is asked two simple questions. First, do you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And their response is, yes, I do. And second, do you believe that his blood cleanses you from all sins? And once again, their response is, yes, I do. The applicant is then fully immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ, and they become married to him by taking on his name, Jesus. And they become a member in the holy family of Jesus Christ to inherit eternal life in heaven above. In John 7, 37 and 38, the Lord Jesus Christ instructs concerning receiving God's Holy Spirit. It reads, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Naaman, a captain of the armies of Syria, was a leper who was being robbed of his dignity by this decadent disease. And he sought out every source of healing, but received no gainful results. Second Kings 5, 9, and 10 denotes this example. So Naaman came with his horses and his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him and said, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Naaman became very angry at Elisha's response and said within himself, this prophet could have just come out to me and called on the name of his God and in doing so, relieve me of this disease. Naaman also questioned Elisha's instructions. In 2 Kings 5.12, are not Abana and Farfar rivers of Damascus better than the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Perhaps some may be saying to themselves, as stated in Romans 10.13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This directly reflects the attitude of Naaman. 2 Kings 5.13-15 further states, And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then when he saith to thee, Wash! and be clean. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God and all his company and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. God's word, the Bible, does not disclose whether Naaman was later baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But the Lord Jesus Christ surely made himself real to him that day. And perhaps sometime in his life, he did accept Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, Master, and Lord. As we read earlier, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder, refers to dividing apart or making separate. 
It is God's plan for a man to marry and become one with his wife, for he sanctions marriage. We who enter into this relationship are fully responsible for the successes of the marriage and will be held accountable in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, God's love must remain prominent in every marriage for it to become a loving relationship. God's word stands true even unto today. And we can't change it, but we can always seek God's forgiveness, apologize and ask forgiveness of each other when we make a mistake. When we come into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, he washes away our sins and remembers them no more. Likewise, we must live each day in Christ Jesus, letting him renew us in our love for him. 1 Peter 4, 8 concludes today's sermon. It reads, And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Jesus Christ is the perfect example to follow, and he will help us to keep our marriage vows to him and to each other as we prepare to hear him call us home, saying, Come up hither! Come up hither! Come up hither! If you would like to know more about our gospel work and the church, and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor, Aaron H. Sproat Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. And closing today's program will be the church band, and they are ready to play for you the song entitled, Glory to God, Hallelujah.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.